You're listening to a Mint podcast brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hi and welcome back to Why Not Mint Money. I'm Shipra from Mint's personal finance team. If you are yet to file your ITR, you are cutting it rather close. The tax filing deadline for the current assessment year is 31 July. Late minute tax filing runs the risk of incorrect filing or even defaulting on the deadline. For one, you may not gather all documents on time and miss reporting incomes or on finding a discrepancy between form 26AS and TDS forms or between pre-filled information and the forms available with you there might not be enough time left to seek a clarification from the IT department before the deadline so to take the stress out of last minute tax filing i have invited nitesh putadev who's a chartered accountant and founder of nimit consultancy who will run us through the major changes in tax filing introduced for the current year and the major aspects to watch out for welcome to why not mint money a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth so let's get started with your money journey hi nitesh and welcome to why not mint money thanks ripra thanks for having me so nitesh let's start by you telling us what are the key changes in itr filing this year that taxpayers should know yeah ripra it's it's uh, quite important to know the changes uh, happen in the itr every year based on the uh, budget uh, there are fewer other changes uh, happen in the income tax return also hmm. uh, some more disclosures or some new schedules and all that thing so there are quite a few changes but let's talk about uh, important uh, three to four changes which are applicable to most of us some or other way So let me start with uh, what uh, we found the biggest change uh, on the donation side is that uh, till now uh, Shripra we just need to give the where we uh, donate money we just need to give the uh, donee's uh, pan number and the amount and the uh, institution name but now that has changed quite lot you need to give ARN number that's a donation reference number we need to give when we are claiming this deduction now the important question is that how we get this uh, this is not mentioned in the donation receipt we get uh, for donating money we uh-huh. get this form of certificate from the particular religious or uh, wherever you have donated this money they need to give you a certificate on that certificate this would be mentioned and if you are not uh, putting arn number the claim for donation which you do under atg uh, would be rejected so, so that's the- one question here does the certificate come to the uh, person right when they make the donation or is it something that they need to actively ask the institution to give it to them yeah thanks thanks for asking this shipra this will not automatically uh, it's not uh, once uh, once we uh, once we donate the money what we get is the receipt they uh-huh. can uh, get this certificate from the donee they have to ask for it or there are institution who are uh, upfront sending this but this happens after the end of financial year so typically people would have received in somewhere some sometimes in a june uh, mm. or late june or early july by this institute if they have not received they need to ask why because the the this institute also has to file all the pan and all the details of whatever donation they have received during the year right. now like we, we generate a form 16 after the end of uh, financial year right the same way they generate this kind of a certificate and this has a unique uh, reference number called arn and yeah. that arn we need to put in in our uh, income tax filing uh, 
uh, against the donation we have made. So we have to actively ask if you have not get. Uh, if you have already got in June, and you need to put that A R N number. Right. Sure. Understood. Okay. Yeah. So what are the other changes? Yeah. So Shipra, uh, apart from this, uh, the big change uh, we see is on the crypto and VDA side. A separate schedule VDA has been added. So profits from virtual digital asset or crypto must be reported under this schedule. uh along with this on the intraday trading disclosures so see now i just want to remind here <coughs> our uh, <coughs> listener that intraday trading will form a part of your business and profession income because this is a speculative uh, it's called speculative income uh till now also we need we were filing under the business and profession only but now there is additional information required when there is a intraday trading we'll call it intraday trading disclosures Right. So, when you have such kind of a income, you need to give two additional details uh, in your return: the turnover from intraday trading and income from intraday trading transferred to PNL account. So, this needs to be separately disclosed. Uh, so, this is in form of additional disclosure we are seeing that uh, we need to do, and this is uh, not to misunderstood with the FNO. FNO is a non; uh, it's not called speculative income. So, FNO would be always be separate. So, this is typically applied to intraday trading. Uh, Uh, of shares and uh, <coughs> securities only right uh, along with, along with this uh, shipra uh, the last and the big change we are seeing this is we know that now there is a old and new tax regime right, right. Uh, on this front if a individual or huf can opt for alternate tax regime under section 115 bsc now when uh, assessee is having a business and profession income they can only uh, do this changes once right so how government tracks this so to track this government has introduced uh, three more information in form of whenever you are opting in or opting out of uh, any of the regime right you need you need to fill form 10i <clears throat> and you have to submit the detail that in which assessment year Uh, you have opted in or opted out uh, from this regime. Date of filing the return and acknowledgement num- acknowledgement number of form 10I. So basically, uh, here the additional requirement comes in for uh, in 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 terms of this three additional information. And by this, they are tracking that if a particular assessee has opted in or opted out of a particular regime or not, and that's how they can track it. So this is uh, something uh, new things we are seeing in front of changes if we talk about. Right. Okay. uh on the on the crypto front i have one question i mean we all understand what intraday active trading is but for somebody who has done you know say 10 15 transactions in in the whole year where they just bought a crypto and they sold it those kind of transactions do they also need to uh, file it or disclose it as trading uh, activity uh yes sir very much so what the addis, uh, the new uh, schedule vda the set, uh, the schedule name of schedule vda which is virtual digital asset in this see the profit uh, falls under a capital gain uh, category now in this capital gain when you filing a itr2 under capital gain you will find this new schedule in this you have if you even have a just one sell transaction you have to report this so every transaction of capital gain in vda must be reported along with the date of sell and purchase so now i need to say that even if i just had a one transaction when i bought this and if during the year i have sold this this will come under this vda like we have for uh, let's say mutual funds uh, capital gain or shares capital gain and because this is a new thing all together that that's why you need to give even for one transaction forget about just having 8 to 10 right 
so we need to record this uh, in this manner right so that's but only purchase only purchase need not be recorded because this deals with the selling of a vda so if you have booked any profit or loss in 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 case of any sell transaction you have to give all the details right but if you have purchased a cryptocurrency and you are still holding it that does not need to be disclosed not right okay so that's about the key changes in idea now um with regard to ais which is the annual information statement uh discrepancies in ais have to be flagged to the it department but since there isn't much time left to get resolution because you know we only have 4 days left if there are discrepancies in the ais in between other forms say form 26as or the tds certificate in that case what should a taxpayer do so shipra it's it's uh, very important uh, we need to uh, cross check with the ais and 26as with whatever information we have either with the form 16 or if i am a business profession with my own accounts and all right uh, and like you rightly again mentioned on this front that ais having many discrepancies that also we have also observed while we are doing uh, taxation filing for our client right uh, but we don't need to uh, we don't need to wait for the revert from the department we have to uh we have to give uh, our comment that this information so when you see the ais and le- let's say you find any information which is not true okay so there is a option you can just edit that you can uh, give your feedback uh, in the feedback there are few options given information is not correct information is partially correct uh information belongs to some other assessment here and this like this there are few options given so you select that options you give your comment and your do- job is done so yeah it's it's we believe that we it should match with the uh, your uh, form 16 or your uh, reporting should match with the ais but if there is any discrepancies you are reporting your job is done you don't need to wait for the revert from the department so uh, that's that's what uh, my understanding and we have been doing for uh, what we have filed so right. that much that that is pretty much uh, fine with that shipra and we are not supposed to wait for the income tax to reward on that and they will not be rewarding but yeah they might be revising this uh, when you see next time but still that's okay that's that's their job our job is done once we just give our comment hmm. that's it right so instead of waiting for a reward or you know waiting for the incorrect information to be corrected is better to file within the deadline because of course you can always revise your itr if at all there's you know if you think that the uh, information that you have reported is not correct <clears throat> true okay so one more question so in case the information is not corrected in the ais and you know a mismatch is flagged later on in that case mm-hmm. of course this is something that happens at a later stage uh, but what should a taxpayer do in that case so see see i'll just give you an example which <clears throat> practically happened with uh, some of our return and what we observed Hmm. so let's say uh, somebody has done the uh, fd okay that that happened in our, one of our case if you have done fd they will deduct the uh, tds based on the estimated uh, income or interest you will receive during the financial year right and now based on that they have deduct the tds saying that your uh, interest uh, for the period would be 50000 and the tds is deducted 10% of 50000 is 5000 Right. but let's say assc has prematurely withdrawn the fd okay and the actual interest received is lesser than this so what we have reported instead of 50000 which shown here the actual interest received by the assc is uh, only 40000 because of the premature uh, premature withdrawal or fd so we are reporting income only 40000 and not 
right so this is how you just need to intimate in that particular uh, field of ais that the information is partially correct tds is deducted but the interest income is only 40000 and not 50000 due to premature withdrawal of fd your job is done now you filing a return you just show that you have received interest from the fd is 40000 your tds deducted is 5000 now the balance amount you of course need to pay tax based on that you are falling in a 20% or 30% tax bracket right or if you are falling in 5% tax bracket you get the refund because you have already paid the 10% tds so like this it can be any error which we uh, we see that uh, it's there in the ais we just need to report and our job is done you file return at best of your uh, knowledge and data you have with you right right in case right. you don't know about something which is there in the ais then on that thing you need to inquire and need to see that okay you have done that transaction or not if that's completely wrong you just uh, uh, give that detail this is completely wrong uh, it's not pertains to this financial year or that's not pertaining to you or that's the error this has also happened uh, in some of the sec <clears throat> we have seen that just being having the nominee in the yeah. real estate property shipra they have got uh, they have got uh, transaction reported in the cell of a property so actually let's say a mother has sold the property and yeah. they have a three daughter who are the nominee in the real estate property now all the all the three uh, sisters also having the detail under the cell of property but which is not true they have given their pan number and all that thing because they were the nominee in the property okay they haven't sold the property the mother has sold the property so we have just replied in the as that this information is not correct the assessee is just nominee and assessee uh, does not own this property your job is done right so now nitesh you know this year we have a lot of tax statements and tax forms there's form 16 for salary then there's 26s um this ais which further has two bifurcations ais and tis which also has a subsection of fs sft why i'm saying this is i feel that you know especially when somebody is filing their taxes so late it could get a little confusing so according to you which are the two or three key forms or certificates that you know the taxpayer should refer to for filing their tax returns correctly true there are i think uh, i know uh, income tax is trying to do our job simple but uh, effectively it's been complicated because we now getting to know that there are something in the ais and this is not correct and all that thing but yeah. uh, to 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 keep it simple for our listeners that you just see a few of the basic things which you might miss out that you see that your saving account interest if it's crossed more than 10000 that would be liable to pay tax because there would be no tds so you cross check that details because that is likely to be there in all the cases right shipra yeah. then it also happens that in your fd only 10% of the tds would have been deducted hmm. the over and above that you would have anyway paid through advance tax advance tax if you have not paid you have to pay now so you cross check the detail either in your bank statement or with the ais because ais would have uh, reported uh, by your bank in in ais it would have been reported by your bank what is your total fd amount and what's the interest accrued on that because you might have not received that but the accrual of interest is also uh, liable for paying tax so you need to take into consideration this the same bank account interest and the fd interest right now it might that you for you you forget some of the a uh, small transaction uh, let's say when you are switched from one mutual fund to another for you you might consider it just a switch 
but it would have been captured in the ais in the sell transaction because that is also liable for a capital gain you are switching from one mutual fund to another it's called switch for you the money is not received in your bank account but it is considered as a capital gain if there is any profit or loss you need to show this this will also uh, been captured in ais so ideally i would say that uh, you keep uh, 26s a quick glance on that what are the tds deducted you just cross check with that that's perfectly showing with your form 16 or the records you have or you also ha- have a good glance or a good reference to your ais because ais is capturing more detail than the 20 26 years and it's quite comprehensive right. so you go through uh, 26 uh, uh, 26 years but you have a, a good view of overall ais statement and then only file the return uh, but yeah if you are in too much of rush at least file return before 31st and you can always uh, revise right but at least going on a time right okay so last question of today's episode now what are the penalties of defaulting the deadline yeah so ideally we i think we just as you said it's just 3 to 4 days left uh, monday is the last day and uh, site might showing some uh, stress maybe tomorrow or day after in last two or three days so ideally you should be doing as early as possible but yeah if you miss the deadline uh, the penalty of 5000 is levied uh, there is a, a lesser penalty if your income is uh, less than 5 lakh but right. for most of the cases the 5000 would be levied if your uh, total income is uh, more than 5 lakh rupees so this a uh, financial penalty one needs to remember another thing as we were discussing shipra there might be some tax liability also in in case there are fd interest or some capital gain which we have not uh, which is not been taken care in the tds by the employer right so if you have to pay any tax uh 1% uh 1% of interest is payable and that will keep accruing uh till the time you file the return so that is also kind of a penal interest you pay because you are uh, delaying your uh, taxes okay and the last which is non <coughs> non financially as such mm-hmm. but you can't carry forward your losses if you don't file return on time okay. there are only one loss which is uh, loss from house property can be carry forward and set off against the future uh, years income but if you want if you have some capital loss from your shares your mutual fund and you want to carry forward you have to file your return within the due date with that's the original return because whatever return you file after 31st of july called belated return and in that you can't carry forward your losses right that's actually not a small uh, this thing it's actually quite big because that can be quite big especially once yeah. you have a losses right yeah especially seeing as uh, you know all these reports that keeps surfacing how fno traders have made huge losses in the last one year i mean the volumes have uh, swelled but so have the losses so if you don't file on time you lose the opportunity to set off those losses agree right uh one one last question on the interest bit this 1% interest kicks in from august uh next month or is it from is it in retrospective basis like it starts from april this year it starts from april right okay all right so that's all for today's episode thank you very much nitesh for joining us i'm sure that whatever inputs you've given would be very helpful for our listeners who are yet to file their itr my pleasure shipra thank you That brings us to the end of today's episode. If you would like to know more about this topic or make a suggestion of a personal finance topic that you would like us to cover, I can be reached at Twitter under the username of Shipra Singh Sorath and on LinkedIn at Shipra Singh. Thank you for tuning in. See you in the next episode.
To stay updated on this podcast, follow us at HD Smartcast on all the major social media platforms. To listen to more such podcasts, log on to www.hdsmartcast.com. Smartcast.com.